In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read some verses from 1 Timothy, chapter 6, starting from verse 20. O Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Also, I like to read two verses from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. The good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Grace of God the Father be with all of us. Amen. I'm very happy to be with you in the beginning of this year 2023 and also while we're celebrating the Feast of the Glorious Nativity. I'm very happy also to celebrate the Feast of St. John the Beloved in his church here in uh, Northern California. I'm very happy to be with all of you and to be with the Blessed Fathers who are serving in the Archdiocese here. May the Lord actually grant us the blessing of St. John the Beloved who is one of the twelve and was beloved by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who was entrusted to take care of Saint Mary, the Mother of God, after the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ to heaven. And John the Beloved, as I told you, he was one of the twelve apostles and they received the faith from our Lord Jesus Christ and they delivered this faith to the following generation and from generation to generation until we received it in Egypt through St. Mark, one of the seventy. In the two verses that I read from 2 Timothy chapter 1 and 1 Timothy chapter 6, there is a verse that was repeated in the two chapters. This verse is the good thing which was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. In First Timothy chapter 6 he told him guard the deposit or guard what was committed to your trust avoiding the profane and idle learnings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. In Arabic, it's the same word. was repeated twice in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And this was the responsibility of the disciples and the apostles to guard the deposit of faith, to guard the deposit of faith. And St. Paul 
in explaining to Timothy why he should guard the deposit, he mentioned some challenges. What are the challenges? Number one, he told him from profane and idle babblings, guard what was committed to your trust. That is, what was committed to his trust, the deposit of faith. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings. What did he mean by profane and idle babblings? Profane means something not holy, something not godly. Babblings means nonsense, word that contradict with the logic, with the sound mind. So, if I want to give example of the profane and idle babblings in our time, will be actually homosexuality and transgenderism. Why I call it profane and idle babblings? Profane because the body is the holy temple of God. You are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you. So, if actually I defile my body through the sin of homosexuality or the sin of transgenderism, then definitely it's profane. I am defiling the holy temple of God. And I did bad things. It's bad things because there is no logic in it. It contradicts the nature. It contradicts the anatomy of the body, it contradicts the physiology of the body, it contradicts everything. Not just because I say I am a woman, this makes me a woman. You know, everything in my body says, no, I am a man. So it's babbling. That's why St. Paul said to Timothy, guard the deposit of faith, avoid these profane and idle babblings. So this was one of the challenges. The second challenge he mentioned in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20, he told him, and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Falsely called knowledge. Not every knowledge is true knowledge. That's why he told him, and the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Nowadays, like false philosophies, when people try to convince others there is no absolute truth, everything is relative. This false knowledge. And St. Paul said to Timothy, guard the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. When we speak about evolution, for example, evolution is just a theory, and nobody of the greatest evolutionists can answer this question, very simple question, what is the origin of life? Nobody can answer this question. And unfortunately, that's what taught to our children in school. And again, not everything in any theory is false. Many things in the theory of evolution can be acceptable and can be right. But the whole theory 
that's based to cancel the creation completely and say everything is just came by evolution, that is what is falsely called knowledge. That's not a true knowledge. Because nobody can answer this very simple question. What is the source of life? And then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14, he mentioned a third challenge when he told him, Remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no prophets, to the ruins of the hearers. So, striving about words to no profit. Striving about words to no profit. Nowadays, actually, many people try to twist the meaning of certain verses in the scripture. And they try to twist the meaning of these words in order to defend their philosophy or their teaching. For example, nowadays they try to change the translation of the word homosexuals to pedophiles. That again is striving about words to no profit, rather to the ruin of the hearers, as St. Paul said. Or twisting some of the translations. So many people actually either in the translation of the scripture or in the translation of the early church fathers, they twist the translation in order to fit their teaching and what they believe it is right. And St. Paul warned Timothy to be careful from those who are striving about words to no prophets. So, why St. Paul instructed Timothy to guard the deposit of faith? Because there are three challenges, and these three challenges exist right now. Number one, profane and idle babblings. Number two, contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Number three, striving about words to no profit. What are the dangers? if we did not guard the deposit from these challenges. Is there any risk? Yes. St. Paul actually mentioned at least four risks if we don't guard the deposit of faith. The first risk in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 21, he said, Guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Why? By professing it, by professing the false knowledge, some have strayed concerning the faith. Some have strayed concerning the faith. So, if we don't teach the true knowledge, and let the people believe the knowledge that's falsely called knowledge, then they will stray concerning the faith. 
And that's what is happening today right now. Many people now, they don't believe in God. Atheism is growing, agnosticism is growing. Why? Because people are following false knowledge. People are following profane and idle bad things. People are following twisted translations and they are striving about words. That's why atheism is spreading. The second danger, we can find it in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16. He said, shun profane and idle babblings. Why? Why we need to shun profane and idle babblings? For they will increase to more ungodliness. They will increase to more ungodliness. And that's what's happening. In the 70s of the last century, this was the beginning of the sexual revolution. And if you compare the 70s with right now, you can see how the ungodliness is growing. And if we don't shun the profane and idle babblings, as St. Paul said, it will increase to more ungodliness. And one example is sexual immorality. Actually, in the 70s, if you said to somebody one day the same-sex marriage would be legalized, they would laugh at you. But nowadays it's legalized and defended by the government. You know. Also, the third danger, we find it in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 14. When he said, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit, to the ruin of the hearers, to the ruin of the hearers. And many times we find our youth are confused about faith. Why? Because some false teachers are striving about words. Youth now are confused. Are we born with the original sin or not? Is there any punishment or there is no punishment? What about penal substitution? What is the church teaching about this? They are so confused because people now are striving about words to the ruin of the hearer. And the fourth danger, which actually is a very important warning to all of us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 17. He said, their message, the message of these false teachers, will spread like cancer. Will spread like cancer. So if the church did not guard the deposit, what will happen? The message of false teaching and false knowledge will spread. Spread like cancer. There are two things here. Number one, fastly and quickly spread. And number two, cancer is known as a deadly disease. So spiritually, they will be killed by this cancer of false teaching and false knowledge. So after St. Paul mentioned to him that the three challenges, he mentioned four dangers. Some have strayed concerning the faith, 
increase to more ungodliness, to no profit, but rather to the ruin of the hearers, and their message is spread like cancer. If this message, God the deposit, is only for Timothy or for all of us? It's for all of us. You know, the torch bearer is the one who carries the torch in the forefront of a campaign or movement. Our father, the apostles, like St. John the Beloved, carried the torch of faith and passed it down from generation to generation till it reached our generation. And our generation and the next generation and the following generation, the torch of faith, the deposit of faith, will be passed to them. And we need to be ready and prepared to receive this deposit of faith, to guard it, and to pass it on to the following generation unchanged. As our Father kept it for 2,000 years unchanged, it's our responsibility to pass it to the next generation and the following generation unchanged. One of the beautiful verses in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, St. Paul says, And the things that you have heard from me, so Timothy heard from Paul, among many witnesses, Commit these to faithful men. So, Paul heard from the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul taught Timothy. Paul now is saying to Timothy, Commit these to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. Can you see how it goes from generation to generation? The Lord Jesus Christ taught St. Paul. St. Paul taught St. Timothy. And St. Paul instructing St. Timothy to commit the faith to faithful men and these faithful men also be responsible and faithful to teach others also that's how the deposit of faith passed down from the time of the apostles until our time so if we want to define what is the deposit of faith the deposit we can say it is what is deposited in each one of us on a personal level. The faith and the spirituality. You learned spirituality when you were in Sunday school, when you start in the pre-servant class, when you became a Sunday school servant, when now you are adult in the church. So there is a deposit of spirituality and also deposit of faith. And we need to pass this spirituality as well as the dogmas to the following generations. That's on the personal level. But on the church level, it is our faith, our heritage, and our spirituality. Our faith and our heritage and our spirituality. Then let us come to the very important question. How to guard the deposit? Because St. Paul said to Timothy, guard the deposit. For the personal deposit, what was deposited in me as individual, as a person, spirituality and faith. The best way is to commit it to God. What do I mean by this? 
In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, St. Paul said, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. So St. Paul said, I know whom I believed. I know my faith is the true faith, is the sound doctrine. And I trust God that this faith, he will protect it in me. I know that God is able to keep what I have committed to him. I commit my life. I commit my spirituality. I commit my faith to God. So by committing our life in general, surrendering our life in general to God, then he will keep our spirituality. He will keep my faith strong to the last day. Even among these challenges, God will keep me steadfast in my faith. Nothing will shake me because my house is built on the rock, not on sand. So even if there are winds of false doctrine, if there are flood of idle babblings, if there is rain of profane teaching, it will not shake my house because the house is built on the rock, the rock of faith. And I commit this to God. But regarding the church as a whole, to guard the deposit and to guard the heritage and to guard the spirituality of the church, there are several points. First point, as St. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God. Many times we want to be politically correct. We don't want to offend others. So while we are seeking the approval of others, we compromise our faith. St. Paul made it very clear. If I am pleasing others, I cannot please God. In his letter to Galatians chapter 1. So, in order to guard the deposit of faith, you need to be diligent in presenting yourself approved to God. Approved to God, not to people. We should not compromise the faith at all to please people or to be approved by others. Churches that start to compromise the faith and to compromise the spirituality in order to win more youth and to win more convert. Actually, they compromise the faith, they compromise the spirituality, and they did not win any convert or they did not win the youth. And now the churches are empty and they sell it. Be diligent 
to present yourself approved to God. The second point in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, he told him, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. All of us, we received certain talent from God. And we need to work on this talent in order to make profits for the glory of God. And we need actually to be faithful and wise in our stewardship and our responsibility. Whether you are a Sunday school servant, or whether you are a deacon, or whether you are a board member, or whether you are in any committee serving in the church, you need to be a worker who does not need to be ashamed. And to keep the spirituality that you learned in the church, and also not to compromise the, the faith in your teaching, if you are a Sunday school teacher, or in practice, if you are serving in any other committee. Because doctrine are not just theological beliefs, intellectual theological beliefs, but any doctrine, any dogma should be applied in my life. The orthodoxy and the orthopraxy, orthopraxy, living orthodoxy, is the same. They complement one another. And can, you cannot separate them from each other. And I want to add to them another word. Orthocardia, the heart, it should come from good intention, for the glory of God, from the love of God. You cannot separate orthodoxy from orthopraxy, from orthodoxy. The three are linked with each other. My heart, love God, and seek the glory of God. My mind knows through the discernment and wisdom what's right or wrong. And this expressed in my daily life. So, when actually I live in this way, I will guard the deposit of spirituality and also the deposit of faith and I will be a worker who does not need to be ashamed. The third point that St. Paul mentioned in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15, he told him, rightly handling the word of truth. Rightly handling the word of truth. Rightly handling the word of truth, not only the right understanding, but also the right application to myself and to others. And people confuse principles with application. There is difference between principles and application. We cannot negotiate or compromise in the principles. But application can be different from church to church, from person to person. For example, prayer as a principle. We cannot compromise. It's a principle. But application, how many hours of the day you pray, you know, it can be different from one person to another person. 
Maybe one person pray two prayer, two hours, another person pray three, another person five, you know. And you can apply this to, to many, many principles. Principles of faith you cannot compromise. But application can be changed according to the need and the spirituality of every person. So that's what St. Paul said or meant by handling the word of truth. Handling the word of truth. In Arabic, we say مفصلا وسمعت يعني تفسير من بعض الأباء زي مثلا المتنايح نفس الأنبياء النصوص الغربية كان بيشبه كلمة مفصلا كلمة الحق بزخامة دي زي الترزي البرنسبل إن إحنا ونيت تبي كفرت راح يتغطى ويبقى فيه قماش بس القماش ده بيتزبط بيتفصل ده بل الابليكيشن لكل واحد على حسب ما أزو يبقى هنا I'm not compromising the principle نحن we need to be covered but how to handle it how to apply it to everyone you know that, that can be different from one person to another person then another point in guarding how to guard the deposit on the level of the church St. Paul make it very clear, shun and avoid profane and idle babblings. And he mentioned this twice in 1 Timothy 6.20 and 2 Timothy 2.16. Shun and avoid profane and idle babblings. Don't waste your time reading or discussing babblings, nonsense. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12 the last chapter king solomon gave advice he told him to his son and further my son be admonished by this of making many books there is no end and i don't know if solomon is living in our time the year of information what would he say about making many books there is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh. He, he warned him, be admonished by this. Not every reading is edifying. There are many books can be destructive to the mind and to the soul. Thus we told him, I warn you of making many books there is no end. And much study in the nonsense, in the babblings is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. Fear God. So, when you choose book to read, think about it hundred times. If this book is just profane and idle babblings, don't read it. Don't waste your time. But if this book goes with the fear God, and keep his commandments, edifying to your mind and edifying to your soul, go ahead and read it. But shun and avoid profane and idle babblings. Also, another point in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, he told him, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith 
and love which are in Christ Jesus. The sound doctrine is known. The sound doctrine is known. And there is no reason for confusion because early church fathers actually explain everything. Now actually we are not going to reinvent the wheel to discuss if there is original sin or there is no original sin. We are not reinventing the wheel and to discuss if there is a penal substitution or not. We are not going to reinvent the wheel to discuss whether there are mistakes in the scripture or not. All these things are discussed and early church fathers answered all these questions. That's why he said, hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. All the things are explained, but be careful when you read, lest you are reading a book with twisted translation. Make sure that what you are reading is the correct translation. As some people play with the translation of the scripture to fit certain teaching, some people also are playing with the translation of every church fathers. So compare different translations together and make sure that what you are reading is the correct and right translation of the writing of early church fathers. So study the sound doctrine, keep it in your heart, preach it and defend it. You have a responsibility. That's how to guard the deposit. Study it. Keep it in your heart and mind. Preach it to others and defend it. should be ready and, and able to defend the faith that is delivered to you. And the last point in how to guard the deposit St. Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 14 the good thing which was committed to you that is the deposit of faith and spirituality keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us so how to keep this deposit of faith and spirituality St. Paul said by the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit when you are filled with the Holy Spirit when you are inside the realm of the work of the Holy Spirit, you are not outside, but through the means of grace, through the means of grace, you are inside the sphere of the work of the Holy Spirit, then you will be able to guard the deposit of faith and spirituality. Let me tell you, a theologian who does not have a godly life, then don't trust his theology because theology that is not expressed in the godliness and the fear of God it's not theology theology is the knowledge of God so how can I say I know God and I curse others how can I say I know God and explaining who God is while I don't love others as the Lord told us, love one another. So, when you keep the faith and the spirituality in you by the Holy Spirit means 
you are living a godly life means you are walking in the fear of God. If you are walking in the fear of God and living godly life, this in itself, the Holy Spirit in you, will guard this deposit of faith and the deposit of spirituality. The last point I like to conclude with is about the seal. What do I mean by the seal? In 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 19, St. Paul spoke about the seal. He said, Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands having this seal. The solid foundation of God, the solid faith, the solid doctrine has this seal. What the seal? There are two seals. The first seal, the Lord knows those who are His. And the second seal, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let everyone who names the names of Christ depart from iniquity. Seal, when you, there is a seal on a book or on a building, the seal actually guards this building, guards this book. So, the seal that God actually put it on the faith. Two things, on the solid foundation of God. Number one, the Lord knows those who are His. Which means you cannot deceive God by false beliefs. Allah You can deceive others, but you cannot stand before God defending false beliefs. The serpent was able to deceive our mother Eve and our father Adam. But the serpent cannot stand before God defending her beliefs. So the Lord knows those who are His. So it's my choice either to be from His children or not. If I am holding fast the sound doctrine, I'll be among his children. I'll be known by God. But if I'm teaching my belief system as if it is uh, what God is teaching, yes, I, maybe I'm deceiving others, but I cannot deceive God because the Lord knows those who are his. Yes, you can deceive others, but you cannot deceive God. The, the second seal let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Again, as I said, you cannot deceive God by false beliefs. You cannot deceive God by sinful life. So again, it is orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Orthodoxy, the Lord knows those who are His. Those who hold fast the sound doctrine. Orthopraxy, those who are departing from iniquity. They are living godly life. You cannot deceive the Lord by sinful life. And again, as I said, a true theologian is the one who walks in the fear of God. A theologian that does not walk in the fear of God, don't trust his teaching. Don't, as the Lord said, from their fruit, you can know them. 
from their fruit economy. So that is the seal on the solid foundation of God. Two things on this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. If there is any time we need to guard the deposit, the heritage, the spirituality, the faith, it is this time. Now, actually, many things from outside and from inside. Different teaching from inside the church. Ungodly teaching and false philosophies from outside the church. So, now we are facing many challenges. Like the challenges that St. Paul mentioned to Timothy. So now it's our responsibility to guard this deposit of faith, heritage, and spirituality in order to pass it for the next generation and the following generation. And as St. John the Beloved did this as a faithful and wise disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he passed down the deposit of faith to his disciples until reached us today, we need to do the same while we are celebrating his feast. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.